Welcome to the Fleet Safety Geeks podcast, where we discuss the latest industry trends, best practices, and strategies for keeping your fleet and its drivers safe on the road. Whether you're a fleet manager, safety professional, or a driver yourself, our goal is to provide valuable insights and actionable tips to help you prevent accidents, protect lives, and promote a culture of safety within your organization. From vehicle maintenance and driver training to regulations and technology, we cover it all. Tune in every week as we explore the challenges and opportunities of fleet safety in today's fast-paced, ever-changing world. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Fleet Safety Geeks. I'm here with Phil Mosier. Phil, how are you? Good. How are you doing, Bob? Good to see you. Yeah, good to see you. This is uh, Distracted Driving Month. I think we should probably talk about that at some point, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, um, Distracted Driving Month. I mean, it should be Distracted Driving Year, Century, Decade. You know, I mean, everybody should be aware of it all the time, right? Um, I mean, I'm glad that they have a month where they raise awareness maybe but every minute every second of every day really we should be dedicating ourselves to eradicate distracted driving i in my opinion yeah Uh, absolutely i agree um in fact we talk about it all the time you know we've had a lot of different episodes talking about a lot of different things but one of our main focuses has been on distracted driving um from the guests that we have from you know the topics that we talk about so anybody that talks about safety or fleet safety or just safety in general um, should be focusing on this all the time. I absolutely agree with you. Um, Regardless, it does seem to keep rearing its ugly head, record numbers of uh, crashes and injuries and fatalities um, globally year over year. So it's something that, that just needs to really be focused on probably a little bit harder. Yeah. And, and, you know, at what point, right? So I know I just, I wrote an article for one of the uh, trade magazines and I I came up with a statistic, Bob, which is really kind of scary. Every second, just, I'm just talking U.S. statistics here now because that's what I have available to me. But every second, 51 people in 2021, every second, 51 people were injured as a result of car crashes. 1,001, 1,002, there's 102 for you. You know, uh, at what point do we... Yeah, just get behind the wheel and drive, and that's it. You know, uh, right. at what point does does this become a major point? And and you know, the thing of it is too is that people are under such a false assumption that well, I'm using hands free or whatever, and that's perfectly fine. And it's not. It's really not. And I'm going to call people out on that. Um, they really need to understand that that's not okay. You know, it, if you're if you're on the phone. You're as likely to crash as a person with a point zero eight blood alcohol. Yeah, <laughs> it's not okay. I think, I think the statistics say that you're probably more likely to be involved, and that certainly does not condone drinking and driving. But I think you're more likely to be involved in an accident using your phone than than having that blood alcohol level. Right. I mean, I so almost four times higher. You know, well, if you're t- texting, tweeting. Uh, emailing, any of that alphanumeric stuff, you're 23 times more likely, oh, not geez. 23% more likely, 23 times more likely. And that, right. think about that. It's not 10 times more likely or, you know, uh, 15 times. It's 23 times more likely. If you have just double the risk of something, you wouldn't do it. What are you 23 times? And yeah, I see people doing it all the time. And it's, it's, it's mind numbing to me how this uh, how this continues to, to 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 go on 
And we've had some guests, you know, Tosh Harding Springs, uh, the Kiefer Foundation. Uh, we had Corey from No Cell, and, and, and they all talk about the distractions and, and things like that. But there, there, are, there are many distractions. So I just don't want to focus in on just one thing like, uh, you know, electronics use. There are many things that cause distraction. The problem with the electronics, though, is that the, the, the volume of the violation, right? You pull up to an, a, a, an intersection, you look around, you see multiple people using their cellular devices. Um, you don't see as many people maybe correcting your child or drinking, you know, or eating a burger. You still see that, and that's not good either. It's just not good. I'm in no way condoning any of that activity. But it's the volume of the violation with the electronics, I think, that gets the attention. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of that comes from the statistics that come from it. You know, every time there is a crash, they look at it. And unfortunately, young people who probably use their phone more are the ones that have a higher rate. But when you start looking at it, all the rates are just way too high, you know, regardless of the age group. Um, yeah. People are just too... Uh, dependent on their phones. Um, and you brought up an interesting point that that you you feel like during the COVID shutdown, a lot of people kind of use their phone more and that, that was their connection to the outside world. And, and that's a really good point. But statistics, they've been looking at them for years and we've had high crash rates and fatality rates um, from distracted driving. Now, if it's not just phones, like you said, it's other distractions, you know, those are all included. Um, but I think the numbers started going up when cell phones became a little bit more uh, mainstream. Certainly, and and that that is absolutely correct. So I mean, uh, you know, and and it's well documented. You know, uh, cell phone use, uh, you're using your electronics. It's addictive. Okay, uh, and and the example I always use, and it might be a little gross. Uh, you know, is you can't go to the bathroom without the damn thing. Uh, I mean, and I, I, it's, it never ceases to amaze me. I walk into a public restroom and I hear people in the stalls and like in depth conversations. It's like, does the person on the other end of the line know what you're doing right now? I mean, come on. But people are so addicted that they can't they can't stop themselves. Um, and uh, I mean, just put the darn thing down. People will drive back five miles to get their phone. If they forgot their phone, even though they're going to be back home in another hour, they still have to have the thing because they feel kind of naked if they don't have it. That's an addiction, Bob. And and yeah. people have not put them down. And you're exactly right. During the COVID shutdown, that was the only lifeline people had to the outside world for a lot of people. And they became even more addicted to them. So I think that has a lot to do with the uh, the issues we're seeing right now. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, you know, globally just because you know we have listeners that that consistently tune in to this podcast um outside the US uh so we try and talk about all that but it's it the numbers are even more astonishing like you know obviously globally this is a much larger area than the US but not all of these you know fatalities are from distracted driving but there's one one and a quarter million people who die every year um on the roads from crashes um, and we have to assume that a lot of those are from distractions. Um, in the U.S. alone, you said uh, every few seconds, uh, 100 people are injured. What was that? Every second, 51 people are injured. That, 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 that's insane, right? That's 51. injured. Right. Right. That's incredible. Um, and, and you're right. Nine, is, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Hey, nine people die 
every day in the U.S. from distracted driving. And that's yeah. And that's I actually even... think that number is low. I look at the statistics that I see for you know distracted driving fatalities and things like that. I think those numbers are actually uh, being reported low because uh, you know maybe the investigation wasn't as thorough as it should be to determine whether you know distraction did play a role in that. And the other thing of it is this, and, and we've had this conversation previously, Bob. The number one distraction, according to the insurance industry in the United States, the number one distraction is daydreaming. Mm -hmm. You know, and think about that. Have you ever driven somewhere? You arrive at your destination. You can't remember anything about the drive. Or you go through a traffic signal, you get to the other side and you start thinking, was, was it green? Was it red? Your mind was elsewhere. So when you find your mind wandering, you have to get yourself refocused. You have to, you kind of have to train yourself. You know, so that when you, you know, when you find it, you've lost miles. Now, what do you do? And what you can do is just start speaking out loud what you're seeing. You know, the car at that intersection, that car might pull out in front of me. I'm covering the brake. You say it out loud. That kid in that, that driveway might come out in the road. I'm going to watch for that kid. You say it out loud. You know, the knucklehead behind me is tailgating me. I'm going to pull over and let him go by. You know, mm -hmm. you, if you say it out loud, it forces you to think about your driving. So when you find your mind wandering, going other places, work, home, whatever, that's when you need to, you know, you need to recognize it and then do something about it. Right. You know, it's interesting. That's a great way to, to keep yourself focused, but that's also what I have my daughter do when I'm teaching her to drive. Um, you know, because you always say we should be scanning. We should constantly be looking side to side, looking in the mirrors, kind of doing that. And I find her kind of getting tunnel vision. So I always say, you know, as you drive down the street, read off every other street name. Tell me what color car is behind you. And it keeps her kind of focused and, and um, um, doing that. So that's also a good point, too, to keep people from daydreaming, keep them focused on, you know, the task at hand. So that's that's great. Good advice. I've done many ride alongs with risk level drivers, you know, higher risk level drivers. I've done, you know, safety ride alongs with them, trying to help them. And um, one of the things I'll do is. Uh, I'll say, don't look in your mirror, what's behind you? And I'll bet you 90% of the time they can't tell me. You need to scan your mirrors every five to seven seconds. If you're rotating your vision, you're constantly rotating your vision 360, guess what? That makes you focus. You know, people do it, you know, it's, it's talking about, you know, speaking out loud, seeing what you're saying, what you're saying. It's kind of like commentary drive, right? So it's, it's saying what you're seeing. Most people do a version of this. What I ask them to do is remove the profanity, you know, and and, uh, and and continue on with that, because it really does help you to focus in. Now, you know, the the this distraction gets uh, a lot of play with the electronics, which it should, it, it definitely should. But then mm -hmm. there's also, you know, the eating, and the kids. I, I how about when you see people riding along with their foo foo dog laying on their lap, you know? I mean. That's that's animal cruelty, man. Because that air that airbag deploys, <laughs> you know? getting shot into the back seat. <laughs> I mean, you're gonna have you know feepee -pee in your face. Uh, and it might be a little graphic, but uh, you know, I mean, it's really cruel. But you see yeah. this garbage going on all of the time, and and I don't know if that people don't understand, you know, how quickly crashes occur. And Bob, we've had this discussion before, also. When I reconstruct a crash, I'll break it down into quarter second intervals sometimes, depending on how fast the vehicles are going. If people could get, and I'm not making this up, if people could get just a quarter second of time or even, you know, a half a second, a quarter second of time back, 
they would have missed. Everybody goes home. And mm-hmm. what was the number you said with the with how many people? Uh, Die in the U.S.? And globally, you had mentioned a number when we first started. Uh, 1.25 million people die okay. in road on the roads On the roads every year. Okay, so 1.25 million. Now, increase that four, five, six, sevenfold. You know, so that's how many people are affected. You know, for the people who are gone, right, it's over for them, right? I mean, so they're, they don't have to face the effects of what's happened. But for the people left behind, and this is the point I always make, what occurs in a split second, guess what? For those people left behind, in a lifetime, they will never get over it. They learn how to cope. They learn how to move on, but they never get over it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I saw that in my, within my own family. My grandfather was killed by a drunk driver a year before I was born. And my grandmother's gone. My mother's gone now. But if I were to call up my aunt right now and start talking about my grandfather, she'd probably start crying. And that was decades ago. So the point I make is think about what you're doing. When you're, you, you decide to pick up that phone or you decide to eat that burger or you decide to turn around and try and correct your kid while you're driving, please. Think about consequences, cause and effect. So people need to understand that the, that the bad decisions that they make can have long, you know, lifetime lasting consequences for those left behind. And the other thing is, would you want to be that person who caused that hardship for somebody else? Right. I mean, there are consequences. Yeah. Talk about um, guilt that you have to live with for a long time. Um, one of the, I can't remember the statistic and, and I don't know if there was a number behind it, but a lot of the people that are dying from a distracted driving crash, um, are not in vehicles. They're pedestrians, bicyclists, you know, others that totally innocent, totally unrelated to what's going on with that vehicle. And they're still getting involved in, in these crashes. And that's, that's kind of, you know, surprising. Yeah. And with the increased statistics that we've seen with the uh, uh, fatalities and, uh, and and injuries, we've also seen a drastic increase in the number of uh, pedestrians who have also been killed. Uh, and, 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 and I'll tell you what, too, that some of that is the pedestrians' fault and that they're on their phones as well. Uh, I, have a, phone, I have yeah. a photograph of a guy in a parking lot almost hitting a lady who's walking across in front of him. He's on his phone and she's on hers. So it's like double whammy. And now, now let's, let's put this one into the mix, Bob. Electric vehicles. They're quiet. Yeah, they're even quieter. They're quiet, right? So people who may have, you know, looked up because they heard of a, a vehicle approaching now may not look up because they don't hear it. Uh, so pedestrians have a responsibility to also stay alert and pay attention to things like that. Now, my wife and I like bike riding. We go bike riding uh, quite a bit now that the weather's getting warm again. And we are, our heads are on swivels. We are paying attention the whole time. We are strictly on trails, though, but even on trails or when we cross roads and things like that, there are safety protocols, and you just follow those. A lot of people don't, uh, mm-hmm. especially kids and things like that. So if you're in a neighborhood, especially where there, there are kids and, 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 and you, know, you know, playing or riding bikes or scooters or whatever, man, you have an obligation to make sure that you're doing everything you can to be safe. Listen, a phone call, a burger an argument with a passenger or whatever is not worth the risk. You have to pay attention. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. So we're, let's see, we're, we're about 15 minutes in. We try and keep these about 20. Let's talk about different ways to avoid distractions. You talked about um, reading off things or talking out loud and keeping yourself focused to get away from the daydreaming. Um, obviously the phone, <clears throat> put it down, turn it off, put it in the glove box, do that. Um, but, but the different types of, um, distractions, you know, there's, there's the manual looking away and not looking through the windshield. Um, uh, visual can be related to that. Looking at something that's more interesting than what's on the road, cognitive, um, daydreaming or, or just whatever. But, you know, I always have to be careful here because, you know, I don't want to get too technical, but our, our brains can only perform one cognitive function at a time. And driving is a cognitive function. Talking on the phone is a cognitive function. And I always say when I use that example is you need to be able to think while talking on the phone. And even though your vehicle is in drive and your foot on the, is on the gas pedal, it's going down the road, but you're not driving. Um, so what, what advice to, to close out this, this, uh, episode can we give to, to keep people, um, I mean, we've said it within the episode, but let's, let's end it with, um, the top ways that we can keep people safe and, and avoid distractions. Okay. So for the companies out there that have fleets of vehicles, there are devices that you can get that, that will dampen, uh, the, the phone, uh, that, you know, will will just uh, block the phone from being used. I highly support. Motion, which is fantastic. I love that stuff. Uh, anything that, uh, will again, uh, get people to get off those darn things. Uh, but then also, um, <clears throat> the, uh, you, you have a decision to make, right? Uh, and, and, and I understand that people are addicted to their phones and I understand, you know, uh, people argue, well, I, I use hands-free, but you know, what's the difference between that and talking to a passenger? Well, and I, I've, I've mentioned this on our podcast previously, mm-hmm. it, it, the studies have shown that it takes more of your cognitive ability to talk on the phone than it does to talk to somebody sitting next to you. And the, the, if you want to put it more simply, that's another set of eyes. If something starts to happen, they'll shut up and maybe even say, hey, look out. Um, right. But the other thing is, too, and what you said about um, cognitive, Bob, so it's splitting your attention. People say, well, I'm a great multitasker. That's why I can use a phone. Guess what? If, if you're driving, you're already multitasking. If you're pushing on the, you know, the gas or the brake and you're steering and you're using your signals and things like that and you're scanning, that's already multitasking. Where if you're talking on a device or you're having an extended conversation with somebody in the vehicle, um, then guess what? Now you're splitting your attention. If you do have a passenger and they are distru- disturbing you, they're 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 you know taking your attention away from your driving. Politely tell them, "Hey, I have to drive now. I know you want to arrive safely, so you know we'll we'll continue this conversation when I'm when we're legally parked, okay? Uh, and if they don't shut up, duct tape, duct tape fixes everything." <laughs> Okay. That's that's perfect advice. <laughs> I can see people running the store and buying duct tape. Um, it's, <laughs> it, <laughs> please don't duct tape people's mouths because oh, Bob, here's the disclaimer, Bob. That was a joke. Okay. Right. Um, <laughs> but now it, you know, it, you have to make a decision. Um, and that decision is this. And, and, and here's the thing too, Bob, you have to make that decision multiple times during every drive. Right. Am I going to be safe or am I going to be unsafe? 
the next time the phone rings, are you going to let it go to voicemail or do you have that thing already silenced, which you should have? Right. Or if you have the, the technology in the vehicle, that's, that's going to curb phone use anyway. That's fantastic. Love that stuff. Uh, but, um, you know, uh, you have a decision to make every time you drive and you have to make that decision multiple times. Will I be safe and make the smart and safe decision or am I going to make, take a risk? I would ask you, please be safe. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you bring up the, the right point, uh, the cell phone. I don't know why this is the addiction. That's why. Um, anytime that phone rings, people have to answer it. Oh my God, who's calling me? Or anytime there's a notification, who just texted me? What was that? Why do you need to, to know? Um, back in the day before we had cell phones, our phones would ring when we were at work at home, right? And and we're at work. We, we didn't care who was calling. We missed the call. Um, and then we got uh, answering machines. Oh, my God. We got to answer. We got to check that answering machine. You know, now, now we have our phone just attached to us. And we always know who's trying to reach us. Um, and that's so annoying. But when you're driving... Just turn it off. Turn off notifications. Um, that notification is what is Pavlov's dog, right? You know, for you. That's the bell ringing where you have to, you have to perform and do something. Just turn it off and 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 have that avoided. Yep. I mean, the phone rings. They start to draw, and then they answer. You know. I mean, it's like Pavlov's effect, right? So, uh, <laughs> tell me, these things aren't addicting? They absolutely are. Right, you know, right. And that does not bode well for safe driving. But if you can get yourself trained, like I said, trained, and I'm making this sound like we are dogs, uh, I don't care. Um, Got to do it. That's what you have to do. I mean, that's what you have to do. Uh, it, and, and again, understand cause and effect. And, 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 and like I said, a call, a burger, take time out to eat. Um, if your kids... Uh, all I would have to say to my kids when I was when they were little was, "Do I need to stop this car?" And they'd say, "No, Dad, you don't need to stop this car because I can get loud." Uh, you know, if they were carrying on and distracting, and once in a while I would stop the car and they would get an earful, and that, but then that 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 was that was enough. Then I didn't have to do it any longer. Um, and and that might sound like, "Oh, you terrible parent." I don't care, man. It's better than crashing with the kids in the car, right? Um, Bob, I would stop people uh, who had the kids jumping around in the car and everything. And they'd say, well, I can't get them to sit down. I can't get them to behave. You tell them. I said, you're the parent. Be the parent. Right. You know, right. that's your responsibility. Um, and then I'd write them up for not having the kid in the, in the seat. <laughs> you know? Good but, for you. <laughs> yeah, I know that one was that was an instant ticket. I didn't care. Um, right. right. And maybe that that will then make them be a better parent and keep that kid in the seat. Uh, because a kid jumping around the car, guess what? That's a major distraction. Um, things that are loose in the car that start falling down and you go and grab for them. You know, the, you get the spill from eating the burger, you know, the drip. And then you're reaching down for the wad of napkins. That's a distraction. Anything that takes your attention away from your driving, get rid of it. Don't do it. Make the decision to be safe. Yep. And that goes right to what Steve Kiefer from Kiefer Foundation says. Yeah. Just drive. And that's Just that's drive. what we should be doing. When we're behind the wheel. It's it's pretty simple, isn't it? Yet it's so hard for people to do that. I love that, right. you know, he puts the paddle up, just drive. That's exactly, exactly, exactly right. Steve Kiefer got, you know, hit it right on the head with that one. Right. Yep. Yep. Exactly. All right. Um, Phil, I'm going to 
just uh, remind people uh, about NAFA INE this year. Um, I hope everybody is going to be attending from the fleet industry that, that can. Um, and we'll be broadcasting live from the NAFA booth um, on the uh, expo floor both days. That should be interesting, and I'm looking forward to that. Um, if anybody wants to participate, just let us know. Put a, something in the uh, uh, message on this YouTube or reach us on LinkedIn. Um, and we'll um, we'll definitely schedule something, you know, just five-minute little interviews. How is safety important? What does your organization do? We haven't really come up with all the questions, but it's not just for fleet managers. It's for the suppliers out there. What do you have as a product to keep drivers safe? And we want to learn as much about it and share as much as we can um, from other people and what they're doing. So it, it, I'm pretty excited about it. It's going to be a fun time. And um, hopefully we don't have any hiccups. Hopefully, Bob. Hopefully, you know, going live. I mean, that's, you know, you get the, uh, we should call it the Flea Safety Geeks, warts and all when we're going live because uh, there's nothing gets edited out. So, uh, <laughs> that's right. You know, yep. uh, it's, it, it will be what it is. You know, we'll have to watch out for the potty words. That's right. <laughs> all right. Phil, have a great weekend. And um, um, thank you for doing this with me. I really appreciate it. And uh, looking forward to the next episode and seeing you at Napa.